Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. You see yourself as the clubster. <laughs> Grumpy, a man apart. Yeah, it's 11 in a row for you, much like it's 7 in a row for Cluxton. Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Um, we were discussing a little bit earlier on when people couldn't hear us about the experience of All-Ireland Final Day and I was saying it was down there in Crow Park and there's been a lot of conversation about the atmosphere at Crow Park and mm. the vibe around it and what mm. should or shouldn't happen and I, for me, I would leave the match day experience at Crow Park as is. It's absolutely fine. I don't need to be in there four hours before mm. throw-in. We were in there about... 45 minutes or so we were able to get the burger and chips take our seats sit down enjoy it a little bit the weather was obviously crap and that does impact on it particularly we were like three two two rows back you're uh, you're just in the danger zone there of when it rains you are getting wet so there's a little bit of that but look mm. by and large I think there's a perfectly fine job going on I wouldn't think about that too much um, but I just felt like going in and around Crow Park before the game wouldn't there be a great opportunity looking at the homecoming last night to shut down Crow Park on an All-Ireland final day at least half of it Bring in food stalls, like game simulators, drink stalls. Uh, you'd have a pile of like former players milling around you, like little bits of build up here and there. You could have like an audience building there, fan zone type thing, mm. uh, tailgating type thing. Um, you could have that going on from like what the games at half three. You could have that going on from 10, 11 o'clock in the morning as it builds up to the game. And really, like, I mean, even if you forgot about the right cultural reasons to try and use a admittedly grubby main thoroughfare in the city uh, for the right reasons culturally like even you'd make money out of it mm. it's, and it's not it's not to do with the GA it's a Dublin city thing um, but I'd, I really would urge them to have a look at something like that because I think that of all the days the proximity of Crow Park mm. let's do it it's a good shout like because there's so many articles written in the Irish Times alone about the state of Dublin city centre and how grimy it is and particularly O'Connell Street that should be your Champs-Élysées. Like, if you look at it, it's amazingly wide. Should be beautiful. beautiful street if you look at it objectively. But then you walk through it and the vibe is completely contrasting to what you see. Yeah. It's just unsettling. Like, you walk by and you're just on edge the whole time. And nine times out of ten, absolutely nothing happens. But you just have a sense that anything could kick off at any point. And also, even besides that, yeah, it's just a bit dirty. This this idea, by the way, wouldn't solve that. But no, no, it wouldn't as, solve as it, a but, it would, but, like, nothing is working at the moment. And the dash suggestion... There's, that helps two things. First of all, a talk since Sunday has been like the lack of entertainment around the All-Ireland Final that mm. they rely solely on the game itself, which is fine, but there's no big day out or no Super Bowl equivalent. And then the second thing is yeah. that's one proactive, positive solution to the problem of O'Connell Street. So it kind of works in both ways. I'd love to see it happen. You could make it like a kind of a food festival thing as well, like where they, the, you're, if you're going to the match, um, like if you're going to Game and Croker, your, your options are really... Sh- Crap food, like basically burgers yeah. or whatever, chips, like along the way in these like foul swelling kind of vans, um, spewing out crap or whatever, and make make it a festival and make it a, make it a thing. It's not a bad call, like because mm. O'Connell Street is it is quite sad to see where what it has become. Like it's I, you've, you've really no reason to be there, and you don't really want to be there much of the time. The only collective community thing you can do going in on Ireland final day is to go for a pint. Mm. That's brutal. Mm. Do you know yeah. brutal? And I know there are people out there who don't want. Uh, Famously, don't want eight-year-old kids going to uh, All Ireland Final Day or the semi-finals. Tickets should be reserved for other people. I think was the point that was made a few years ago, mm. which I couldn't uh, disagree with in any more sort of vociferous terms. But um, I'd like an alternative mm. of something to do, and I think that that would be a good one. And, and as I said, wine like, or shots or not, yeah, no yeah, points, yeah. So. wine and cheese. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I, that's I went that. from. I remember going from uh, when Galway played Armagh last year. We 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 went from a. 
at Gaelic Games match to a wine tasting afterwards. Nice. It just happened to be the same day, all Centrum Condorip, which was probably a first ever. The uh, dichotomy of Johnny Ward right there in a mm. nutshell. Yeah, nice wine and a, and, a, and, a, and a good game of football. I wonder, um, yeah, like the two examples so far, so it would have worked really well for the All-Ireland final with Dublin in it and then the homecoming last night with the football team yeah. and the captain of Dublin, like a big Dublin presence in the team. So it worked there. But I wonder if you're getting two non Dublin teams involved would you still attract be a different, it, it would be a different thing right but like I think you'd have enough businesses commercial support um, it, it would be a smaller scale thing right no question about it mm-hmm. like as in when Dublin are playing the All-Ireland Final it's um, it's how do, I, how do I word this that's the correct way like it's not the same it doesn't it doesn't capture the city clearly in the same way that when Dublin are playing. So yeah. you're going to have that knock-in. That's just the way it is. Can you have but beers on the street then or is that allowed? Oh yeah, I think that's can, yeah. I think part of shutting it down, you would mm. you, Dublin City would be would be saying, Hey, Dublin City, can we serve pints here? Yeah, sure, that sounds that sounds like an, mm. Do you know what I mean? Like if you if you're shutting it down as a thing, but it shouldn't like I'm saying, I don't think it should be only about having pints. It should be whatever it is, food. So I was at the, yeah. Monaco, had, the had the um pleasure of being at the Monaco Grand Prix early in the year and they clearly have to shut the city down to facilitate the thing. Um, but they have loads of stuff going on, like the mm. little Formula One simulators. They had like this thing where you could go in. Um, myself and my wife went on and took on two random people at how quickly we could change a tyre. So they have all that sort of stuff going on. There's no reason you couldn't have similar things mm. wrapped around this. It'd make loads of money. Local business would be delighted with you. Mm. More people on their bikes, Johnny, because the traffic will be, there'll be a minor um, effect on traffic, obviously, in the area. Yeah, over the course of the day, which I think would be we could live with that. It's funny as well. The the bars in or around O'Connell Street, it's questionable what business they do generally. Um, like, do you ever go yeah. for a pint in in no. like I would think like Sackville Lounge or somewhere like that that I I'd go to. But other than that, like uh, Shifty Dad makes a suggestion here. The one thing that could and should change is it being on a bank holiday weekend. It's a good, good show actually. Put the All Ireland final on. Bank yeah. I think that's what Shifty Dad means here anyway. But yeah, because then I suppose I you are creating an idea of a festival and maybe, people yeah. have more time and it can definitely stay up. But yeah, you could definitely make more of an event out of it because it's such a huge deal. But it does feel like um, it only gets going like from a TV event anyway from about three o'clock on yeah. a Sunday. And you're getting about your day beforehand and it's just like, oh yeah, the finals and I might watch that. Especially for if you have no, yeah. Yeah, no skin yeah. in the game. But it, so it could be a good thing. As for the homecoming last night, look, I saw we have a video there of um, Vera Powell and her staff being presented on stage and the the crowd cheering them and and Pau celebrates fairly wildly enough like dancing around the place and mm-hmm. I the, da- saw the dance of somebody who's leaving well the dance of relief yeah that she might it might be all over for her and then she can walk that's away or, or the dance of uh, a job well done in her part as well she might think that definitely felt like she was she was going full bore by way of I think she was it, it was like, like a defiant I, dance I think if, I think if she was staying on you wouldn't be going that you wouldn't do that dance, like, because, I mean, there was no real reason to dance. Like, Ireland had, what, seven shots on target in three games or something. I mean, it wasn't like, you. I wouldn't, as a manager, I wouldn't be, like, very, very proud of of Ireland's, you know, um, offering over three games. And I wouldn't be dancing in front of the fans because this is, like, it's a little bit of a gimmick, this thing as well. I think that there's so much support for this team, um, you know, especially among, like, young aspiring girls who want to play for Ireland I think this is massive for them and, and the results are a little bit incidental and like it was a great crowd to turn out but I think she wouldn't have done that I think she knows that this the end is probably nigh and uh, it was interesting to see the body language of the players behind her I think there was 
it's, it's interesting to look at their faces as, as Vera was enjoying herself mm. because it, it was mixed to say the least yeah here she is on screen now for people who can't see so the, all the coaching staff are being applauded and they're reciprocating and then Pau stands out a mile for dancing in the corner but I was, I was like first of all fair play because mm. this is all supposed to be escapism anyway this is the whole point mm. of it so first of all fair play and then secondly I'd love to know what's going through her mind at the moment because this whole fallout after Nigeria game with Katie McCabe like I imagine that type of thing happens all the time where you're, the captain turns to the manager and said get so and so off and bring that person no on and then that. the manager's just like shut up but it seemed to be prolonged yeah but the problem is that it went to the press conference afterwards yeah. now that was very pointed and maybe she knows well that she's gone because why would you say that about your captain well, why would you make she, an example of her if you're going to stay she on she has been very frank it's one of the things we discussed does, during the tournament that maybe she just at times can what we would perceive and maybe she doesn't at all overstep the line in terms of her commitment around what she could say you know like we talked about the defensive thing and the yeah. well they're a little bit the great players but they're a little bit slow there's no real need to say that but she's seriously direct anyway totally but I don't remember her going to that length mm. where she's saying Katie McCabe is not the manager Katie McCabe let herself down here though. Yeah, That's, and you, also, you have to, you have, you don't do it like in such an obvious way. If you have to, want to have a word with the manager, you don't. You're not the manager, like. And yeah. I, I honestly think Katie McCabe completely let herself down there. That's not her job, like. I remember if you do it, do it in a subtle way. It's the culmination of a few years of frustration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that she probably again is probably coming to the end. Yeah, I remember one example of uh, Fernando Torres in his peak at Liverpool getting taken off away to Birmingham City when Rafa Benitez was in charge, and Torres is walking off, and you can see. Steven Gerrard in the foreground and he's shaking his head at Benitez like what are you doing taking Torres off he's our best player that was the end of it this, this thing with this, these type of things happen all the time but there's clearly such a massive tension between the pair which we alluded to remember the uh, pre-tournament press conference in Dublin just before they flew out and you could call it a night for the tension between the two of them like mm. sitting the distance between myself and Johnny here and it just felt there was uh, a palpable sense of unease between the two of them and McCabe actually acknowledged that too, that sometimes they, they argue a lot. And this has gone to the other side now where McCabe's gone through the three games. She was like, basically, what was, all, what was the point in all of this? Like, we didn't give it a go. There's um, mm. nothing more classy in sport than a manager who's been riled up by, clearly riled up by a player refusing to take debate. There's nothing more classy than the press conference afterwards where they go, Katie McCabe is a class act. What a player she's been for Ireland. Yeah. How could, how, you, know, you, couldn't, you know, that sort of, you can, you can choose... Your words. Mm. That's um, and it feels that, like that's probably not her style, though. In fairness, like you said already yourself, like I don't think she can hold back. Like those, one of the, the probably the best things about Alex Ferguson's management was his ability to refrain from uh, calling his players out in public mm. most of the time, mm. most of the time. But mm. often he left it behind closed doors and then completely let himself down when he released his book right after retiring. And in that press conference, literally did a chapter on each player that caused him a problem and just called out all the players. I, the more you know what I mean? the passage of time with Ferguson, to be honest with you, I, I was like, this guy's ruthless. Like. Well, and also brutal and totally out of kilter with obviously what we think uh, the best practice around modern day leadership or management is. Yeah. I mean, I know that obviously we're talking about somebody who was at their heyday a lot of years ago now. But um, why isn't Vera yeah. Powell loved then by the squad in general? Like, what is it? Why isn't she getting a Pat Tolan writes about it today? It is a bit strange. Like, what's the elephant in the room here? Like, well, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. And obviously, the FAI done a good are, job. Do you think let's put it another way her dancing last night when she came out would you say the dance is justified based on the performance throughout the World Cup? As I said I think the dance wouldn't happen if she was staying on and like look I don't want to get too far down the road of somebody having a bit of a jig on the stage after like it's the homecoming is absolutely legitimate the turnout is legitimate it's right that we acknowledge 
what's happened here, regardless of whether we've progressed or not. Like the the tournament in the round has been a raging success. Analyzing whether Vera Powell should have done a ten second yeah, jig is probably see, doing it a bit of a disservice. Exactly. I think um, there's a lot of distraction around it. But if you look at it against the Olympic champions, they're one 0 up. Against one of the better sides in the world, Australia they lost by a penalty uh, and against Nigeria they drew nil all uh, and this Nigeria side's good like they beat Australia and it's first ever World Cup and the team's come on leaps and bounds like just a few years ago that team was struggling mm. so in many ways Vera Powell has improved the team massively but I suppose th- yeah. then the next question is well we're not getting the best out of our two attacker attacking players because Denise O'Sullivan didn't have a great tournament by her own yeah. standards we're going to talk about Derry City and that but it was just so weird watching an Irish team in Europe scoring three goals because the Shamrock Rovers have scored one in their last six now I think and we do have a problem across Irish football generally where we're just not very good at scoring goals at the moment and uh, the women's team is a bit like that. So watching Derry was like, this shouldn't happen. You've scored three goals in totally, a game. Yeah. I'd be careful what you wish for, by the way, as well, because I had a look at last night at the um, odds on who the next manager would be third in the list. Oh, I heard this. Go on, yeah. Phil Neville. That's right, yeah. Phil, be, was, just, Phil, just be, Phil just the Fourth in the list, Colin Bell. I'd be Go just yeah. I, I hang on a whole fire there, caller is who's what I said to you. Tom Elms, who's involved at the minute, yeah, and Eileen Gleason, who's involved before that. So, yeah. like two good options for sure, and a bit of continuity there. But I just think beyond that, we want to be careful. One thing that we want to touch on, and Vinnie Perth is sitting outside, and he's um, he's he's itching to get into this conversation and to tell us to shut up so he can get his airtime. But one thing that I did want to touch on was a tweet that I put out last night that took the internet by by one storm. I want to touch on is a tweet. Um, I put yeah, <laughs> what, what a quote. Th- thanks for. Uh, Thanks for explaining. On, as as Jared would say, thank you for explaining the joke. Um, I put up a tweet last night because I'd seen a clip of David Clifford doing what I felt, what caught me by surprise a little bit at the time as a, a, an outstanding bit of skill. It was a little sort of uh, right hand to, I think, was it left toe uh, solo? And it was the, the fact that the, yeah, right hand to left foot and the hand right on top of the foot. Do you know what I mean? Like normally you see you're dropping the ball from a couple of feet onto your foot and you're trying to get that bit of a spin and mm. you're sort of keeping motion. But it's felt like um, there's a uniquely Kerry style of football that I'd say Galway actually, to be fair, probably as close to it as it comes in terms of the other counties around the country. But it just struck me as a remarkable little bit of skill. I did feel I'd put it up and you get one or two little nibbles and that'd be about it, Johnny. But no, as I said, it's, it's taken the internet by storm. And... Uh, that's a joke, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's been a lot of interesting reaction to it. Um, Paddy Willis saying Tomas O'Shea was a legend at it. And uh, Shawnee Thornton jumping off the back of that saying left hand down to the right boot going full whack down the line. Poetry in motion. Uh, Spillane used to do it at full tilt, said Eric Phelan. Um, and then... Uh, and then there was like a lot of other reaction. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Gaynor saying Clifford has invented a solo now. <laughs> FFS. <laughs> which is not of course what has been said uh, Dermot uh, says oh yes let's talk about it FFS as if it mattered um, that's actually a foul says Fran Mallon and there was a fair bit of that uh, Joel Sullivan does his hand actually leave the ball if hand is in full contact with the ball at all times is it technically a solo or a foul I mean lads come on now but uh, it did but it, go on sorry. oh it just got us thinking about that little bit yeah. of underappreciated skill yeah. in sport that's kind of what that really mm. did. yeah I, I was thinking of a few examples there where you're yeah. going through that, but I don't know if it's so much a skill, but um, long foot passing in Gaelic football, I think, is oh, underrated. Yeah. Paul like, Galvin style, sort of. Galvin style, Jim uh, McConnelly as well, being able Paul to pick Conroy's out, being able to tick out a pl- uh, player with their foot, and it's very yeah. direct passing, and also it's mm. the type of pass where it actually helps the momentum of the recipient. Mm. Um, I and even see Conor McManus in yesterday. You know, he won, yeah. likes the mark and like. Yeah, yeah, likes the know, mark, the, hates the, the condensation. Still beautiful, like. 
Um, and also, in soccer terms too, a skill I always appreciated, which was never able to master myself in games, was um, the ability when you're receiving a pass on its way to you to look behind your scanning. shoulders, scanning. Now, I, I, I always uh, struggled with doing that and it's an f- unbelievable skill because it buys you so much time. Yeah. And the Class of 92 talk about it, how um, the, it was drilled into them. Like if they mm. didn't look Scholes before... would have been a big scanner, a big one, yeah. If they, if they didn't look before they received the pass, blow up in training yeah. and you'd be given right. an earful, yeah. Because it's like it's no good receiving the ball with facing your own goal because you don't know what's behind you so uh-huh. you can't progress as a midfielder I like how your uh, criticism of your own performance is not actually football related it was like you know, if I could just have been a bit of a better scanner a bit of a better scanner oh yeah it's life skills you know it's life skills but uh, <laughs> there's a load of um, load of little su- like subtle skills now that I love but that tweet I had, to, I had to watch that a few times to appreciate it. Tell you one thing, you'll be yeah. Scanning you should, now. you should watch it. You should like that's 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 the whole point. Like it's it's little one little of the, little. no, they've been scanning the lovely rooms in your new house in Whitehall. <laughs> You've moved. It's one of those little things that that uh, nobody really that's talks about, days. and by and large, you don't want to spend your entire life talking about uh, solo and football. But it's just a little thing mm. of beauty that I feel culturally. No, I like that. It's kind yeah. of unique to carry a little bit of Galway seeping in, and I'm having it. What's an underrated skill in hurling? Oh, there's no there, the one thing that is that is that there's no underrated skill in hurling because like you know well everything if anyone is, everything is something. genius. Sorry, James Boyle here says Henderson uh, never shouts a clap during a match to make a sub. Clap would rip into pieces. I remember Henderson being taken off at Old Trafford and laying into clap. Mm-hmm. That's and, a bit different, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean it's the same thing where you're still chatting back to your manager. Why'd you take me off? <laughs> it's the same thing. Like yeah, it happens all the time. It isn't a big deal. Yeah, it's the fallout. Really, is kind of. Why this whole thing is falling apart? I remember um, a, a player who shall remain nameless telling me one time that he was playing under Stephen Kenny, and he pointed out he, he shouted over to Kenny and he's like, "Will you take such and such off? He's doing nothing, right?" In the middle of the game, mm. and Kenny's way of dealing with it was he called said player into the dressing room on the Monday, and he goes, um, "I just watched the game back there. You didn't do much yourself." Quite like that. That was it. Yeah, that is good. And that was, that that, was it. That's that was the end it of matter. And yeah. one of the members involved now is actually now a manager and probably ah. learned from that experience. Well, I think there's... Yeah, look, I don't know. Somebody has pointed out three Dr. Phil's analysing the dance. So Sam McGowan. And there's a little bit of that about, obviously, our, our yeah. thoughts about what Katie, Katie McCabe is doing as well. But I do think that... Is Katie McCabe brought into the room at the FAI analysing the... What, what did they call it? The full and... Yeah, full honest, and comprehensive, comprehensive review. review. Like, if, if she's not... It's pretty clear what her feelings are now. Mm. And there was probably a little bit of that going on as well. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'd be interested to hear Vinny's thoughts. Oh, now yeah, on I, the know, old I knew chat. you were getting there, all yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Park it <laughs> and move reaction. on. That's, that's uh, Cullum's, uh, Cullum's way of park it and move on. Right. Thanks a million for coming in. Thanks it's for having a pleasure me. as always. The, yeah. the, the, you make it so easy. The pressure of the week hasn't shown on you an iota. It's a first world issue. I mean, no, not that. It's, it's, it's not. moving house. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good thing. Like. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.